0: Well, here we are, week number three of the coronavirus hiatus. We're, we're pressing on, but we've got quite the show for you tonight here on Tried and True, the DC United post podcast presented by Heineken. The whole crew's here.
1: Yeah. Sam Kastner, here Joshua
0: Morgan, Michael Black. What even
2: is soccer? <laughs> Start and forget, right? <laughs> it's been far too
0: long. But what we did learn this week, and actually earlier today, we we have a winner of the DC United jersey bracket that we covered <laughs> in depth last week and it was the 98 home home kit
3: i see i have a problem with this. what what is the difference between the the og kit and that one two stars two stars and a logo i mean does that make it a worse jersey that it didn't have two stars yes
1: <laughs> clearly the fans have spoken and it does in fact make it a worse jersey we
3: know we make all our
2: decisions based on what people say on twitter and, <laughs> exactly uh, that, that clearly applies to any poll we ever do the
0: original crest was still better but the two stars are preferable to zero
3: i love the flags with the old crest on it i i just think it looks so clean uh, just i i don't know if i would wear it around because it does have that like whole like german like Bad time vibe to it. Um. <laughs> okay,
2: <laughs> I was impressed by the run to the final by the '98 uh, away jersey, though that wasn't really what I was expecting. But uh, I guess <laughs> it is what it is. What a comeback from the lads! <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, other news this week: um, the the Twitter interactions uh, with our poll showed that Team not Team Sam uh, was victorious in in what we should do with MLS Cup final. So I thought so that was always notable.
3: Always with the home team being seated
1: i'm here. really excited for everyone to expand their world views and come around <laughs> to the correct opinion while they continue listening to us here at tried and true
2: i'm really looking forward to sam Chanzinger tune when dc united goes on a run <laughs> it this it mls cup come whenever it comes and it's year. in new jersey
1: <laughs> <laughs> fun road trip y'all what are you talking about you no. know we'll all be there
0: so what have you guys been doing uh with your week any, anything exciting? Yeah, we have completely watched all the way through
3: the English game, right? <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> great.
1: I would highly recommend it. It um, is a mix, we've been saying, between Downton Abbey and soccer, which sounds crazy, but it actually will just please everybody in your household.
2: Do not model your soccer game on anything that
3: happens it.
1: <laughs> the goalkeeping is literally <laughs> atrocious. So.
3: I'm pretty sure Bill Hamid would walk out of a showing of the English game. The keepers just, like, stand there and watch it. Watch it goodbye. <laughs> we,
0: so, Abby and I elected to watch Tiger King before we watched the English game, and you guys, it's it is fantastic. I mean, we watched all seven episodes in less than twenty four hours. John
1: is physically animated right now for everyone listening. It is just
0: wild. I mean, it's ap- the the entire show is bananas. Y- you have to watch it.
2: Is there a relationship drama and soccer?
1: But do you talk about the FA Cup?
0: <laughs>
2: so there is relationship
0: drama, but there is definitely not soccer. Or FA Cup.
3: Yeah, I, I'm here for the the debate of whether soccer should be professionalized or not. You know? Is
1: anyone English? <laughs> <laughs> Do I get to listen to accents?
0: I don't believe there's even mm-hmm. an English accent. You know, there's y- definitely y- accents. When you, when you put it behind yeah. that <laughs> backdrop, maybe it's not that great. <laughs> I
1: don't know. I was entertained. And suddenly we've changed John's opinion. As we can all see, I can change opinions, and I'm going to bring everyone around to Team yeah, Sam
0: pretty Just soon. Just not about <laughs> that. No, no.
1: All right. Well, what else have we been doing?
0: Well, we've got a, We definitely got an exciting show coming up today. Uh, Griffin Yao is gonna be joining us here in about ten minutes. I'm so excited to talk to him. So if you're listening live, uh, last chance to get questions in using the hashtag #TriedAndTrueDCU. Uh, that, it's it's gonna be a great interview. It's coming up here in about ten minutes. Um, b- but before then, MLS has extended their training moratorium. As Joshua, everybody knows, we're drinking on the show. You can crack the <laughs> beer it within Just
1: cracked that Heineken <laughs> within
0: sight of the mic. Um, but the training moratorium for Major League Soccer has been extended through April 3rd, um, so that's not great. And, and I would be shocked if that doesn't get extended again.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think on the positive side, that's not super far away. That's literally next Friday. So um, it could be a lot worse, But and I know we're going to talk about this a lot later, but when you look at the fact that um, the English leagues aren't looking to come back until July, um, I think that April 3rd is probably an unrealistic expectation yeah, of when I we're going to be. He
3: they keep pushing it back as little as possible and, and they're just going to do it multiple. I mean, it's smarter. I mean, it's not really impacting our lives, whether, you know, Fred Brion goes to practice or not. So keep it small so that you can react when it actually, you know, it is fine. So at what point do they just test everyone every day before practice? I think when they get enough tests to, right. to make it happen. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think, I think that's
0: definitely, that would be ideal. And that would allow, you know, a lot of sports to, to continue. But, you know, I do feel for Fred a little bit though. I mean, he told us last week that he was, he's kind of stuck working out in his court, courtyard right now, uh, which is, which is tough. And I mean, I think the, the training moratorium is, is the right decision obviously to stop the spread, but it's, it's going to be tough on these players. I mean, I think we're, we're getting into a window now that is going to require almost a a full preseason again i mean it's it's going to be interesting to see how we eventually ramp well, up for the season that's
1: a part of the the players agreement is that i think they have to have a month before they play any mm-hmm. games right they have to have like a month of preseason so i mean essentially that is what we're going to see i mean they're probably not going to be playing a whole lot of scrimmages with other teams they might be um potentially playing with their usl teams or just kind of inter team scrimmages but it is we are going to have to wait longer than just being able to play soccer again. It's going to be an additional month of them training.
2: And for a team like DC United that you know, is integrating a lot of new pieces, made a few big moves in the off season, bringing in Gressel, bringing in Flores. I think you know they could benefit from having additional time on the training ground. They just have to get out there. And yeah. I, I do appreciate the incremental approach to do it. You know, every couple of weeks instead of saying, "Well, we're not going to start practicing until May." Yeah, you know, it, it's tough, and of course we're all eager to get games back out there. But you know until we get there, that's what we got to do.
3: Yeah, but will, once we get there, it's going to be crazy. So I, I saw the proposal for the Premier League, and I'm sure we'll cover it later in the show. But. It's gonna be soccer after soccer we're gonna have weekend games followed by midweek games followed by yeah it's gonna be out, out off the block well,
0: it's, it's actually a really good segue so as our listeners know you know we're live on YouTube we're now live on Twitter and the, and the, the YouTube uh, live chat is a great way to interact with us as well and, and we we have a, a fan from the UK uh, wishing us well hoping we're all well and safe which we are thanks for thanks for checking in and, and wants to know what's the biggest thing we've missed so far
3: uh, over the past couple of weeks without, without soccer? beer showers i mean, I mean it's, it's it's why i love this game there's so much anticipation in soccer and it's all building up for that that special special moment when tt bangs in a corner on the oh, full volley RIP. and just just straight in the net right that's what i missed the most that's that euphoria and you've got this you know strange world environment
2: because you know we came in had first two games of dc united season after a long off season you know, ready to get back at it but for a soccer fan, there's always a game you can watch somewhere in the world every weekend. And yeah. Most weekdays, too. So to just have no live soccer that we can find, it's it's been tough. It's been going through withdrawals, for sure.
1: Yeah, we had like a longer off-season, too. So I think it, it was really hard because we were all gearing up for it. And you know it was going to be really exciting. And then we got two games in. And personally, I missed one of them because I had to travel for work. So <laughs> I'm really sad that I'm not... Just watch soccer, man. I just miss soccer. I just miss watching all the soccer. I miss, you know, waking up on a Sunday and just watching all the MLS. I finally picked an English team, go Leeds, and now I I can't watch them play. They're about to be promoted, (laughs) and that might be taken away.
3: I saw Gressel tweeted today that he missed waking up to – Fox or you know uh, NBC and watching a Premier League game and uh or a, a German game and then getting ready for his game.
0: Rebecca Lowe did a segment from her kitchen this morning, asking <laughs> folks to tweet their breakfast using hashtag MyPLMornings. Like, oh, this is
2: Do you have beans and toast? Yeah, yeah Shout
1: out to English <laughs> breakfasts, um, or, man. Uh,
2: right, Ian Dark the other day uh, commentating <laughs> on his own game in the in the. Oh, that was classic. classic.
3: Unfortunately, it got pulled
0: back by V VAR. It was uh, <laughs> <laughs> shocking. But you know, for, for me, I think what I. I miss it. I just, just having a game, right? I mean, it, <gasps> soccer's the one sport where we, there's always games, and and we generally, I mean, I remember being upset and annoyed and, and sad when we're on an international break because it's like, oh, we gotta watch the international teams. You know, the U.S. is fun to watch sometimes, but then some of these breaks, they're they're not playing competitive games, and and we complain about international breaks, but like we've never had an entire and you can watch great continental break.
2: <laughs> you can watch great replays, and it's amazing. You get to relive the experience. But you know what's going to happen and that's one of the reasons i love the game of soccer is that you the outcome is really up in the air it's you know a goal here a, a move of magic it's it's exciting it's the reason you keep watching yeah uh and you don't have that with a replay
3: no i i my friend got me into the indian league this year and i was watching the indian games it, it's no matter where what quality i mean I, we're used to uh, most of us are pretty used to bad quality soccer here uh, as longtime MLS fans. Hey, it's gotten um, better. Yeah, it's it, it no, gotten a it lot better. It's used to like we 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 were through some dark time. but it's just that unknown feeling. I would watch an Indian game, or uh, Indian league game, which they're like MLS 2005 level of competition. It's not great, but it's just exciting to watch those players go out there, and anything, anything can happen anytime.
2: Have you chosen an Indian League team yet?
3: Yeah, I have. Uh, Bangalore FC is what my friend, is. he was a supporter for them. He actually moved here and is now a, a member of a supporter group for DC United. But uh, actually funny that that you asked, Deshaun Brown, a former DC United legend. Oh, what a shout. Plays, <laughs> plays for Bangalore. And so I get to watch him play as the number nine again. That's awesome. It's a small world, This right? sport
1: just brings the whole freaking world <laughs> together. Who would have thought? The
3: only thing I knew about soccer
0: in india was when we used to play like international in fifa and you do the randoms and you know you'd get three teams and you weren't terribly excited about any of them and then so you'd you'd suicide and you land on india and it was just like oh this
3: is an l it doesn't matter who i'm playing i cannot win with india but don't you do that with the united states as well and you're like oh man i have to take down i think the u.s is like 20 points above india
0: in fifa i mean it's it's we'll have to check Joshua's
1: looking to get red carded at the show today so if anyone just stops hearing him talk that's going to be why also, I'd like to apologize for my gasp earlier. Um, DC United Kingdom has thrown me some shades saying boo Leeds, which I huh. don't super appreciate. Sam's so been a
0: Leeds fan for at least 72 minutes now. <laughs>
1: right? It's been like a solid several months. Um, listen, I go all in. I will not claim to have been a fan for forever, but I go all in. And I would like to see us be promoted we're in first place seven points above third so if they just end the season i'm fine with it i'm excited to finally watch the upl because it was hard for me to get into a team and i finally have and then it's taken away from me
2: yeah oh, is anyone still playing soccer somewhere like i heard the the belarusian league was still playing
0: yeah and the, you know this is this is match week two for them so they they went ahead and just kicked off a brand new year uh it's wild and and actually i read online that this is the first time they've been able to sell their rights to to even oh, wow. other countries in in europe right so like russia i think ukraine have bought the rights to show the game because well there's there's something else on yeah no one in the us has the rights I'm yet though so sure the gambling did check. money is just huge behind that those people are getting really in i i saw some people were gambling on one of the e e-fifa tournaments the other day um that dc united got in and unfortunately lost like at the last second um the quarantine cup yeah, that's right
3: yeah we, we we beat the orlando Pilots right in the international friendly uh or e no we lost to them did we No, we were winning like three nothing yeah
0: three it, was, it was a
3: two-legged final i think i think that one ended in a draw actually oh. um
0: but we lost in the in Come the quarantine on. cup our guy mo right <laughs> Potential future guest.
2: Yeah. You know, we've got to find a way to integrate FIFA into this show because you know, not having any live soccer to follow is, is going to be a problem. So. Right.
3: Yeah. We've seen teams across the league start uh, to have, like host match days and instead of the real game that they were supposed to have. They're playing FIFA. We actually, on, on the podcast, we're trying to coordinate with some of the other podcasts to have a FIFA tournament uh that will be uh, streamed on twitch probably and we'll have you guys follow along as john attempts to play fifa
0: yeah it's, it's gonna get ugly but <laughs> if, if you're listening and you're interested in, in in playing go ahead and uh shoot the the podcast email uh some information we'll, we'll see how we can get some of some fans involved uh tried and true dcu at gmail.com is the is the show inbox so What we're going to do, we're going to throw it to break here. Um, We've got an awesome PSA from Uganda that we're going to play uh, in our commercial break that at least half of us are excited about. Uh, (laughs) Oh, and while that's happening, we'll get Griffin Yao on the horn, and we'll be right back here on Tried and True, the DC United post game podcast presented by Heineken.
4: The bad news is that everyone is a potential victim, but the good news is that everyone is a potential solution. Sensitize the masses to sanitize. Keep a social distance and quarantine. Stop the corona. Make sure you regularly wash your hands. Keep a distance from everyone. Report anything like a simple tomb. Serious fever is a simple tomb. Dry cough is a simple tomb. Woke with Tamala is a simple tomb. It's eyes and flu is a simple tomb. We boom over Tabu Siga. We demo Vatana. We go moyo with one.
0: This is Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast presented by Heineken, and we are live now with Griffin Yao, DC United's young phenom and recently a member of the United States Youth National Team. Welcome to the show, Griffin
1: to say i'm cutting in after that live show recording unfortunately the audio for griffin Yao did not record we had some technical difficulties you can see a summary of the answers that he gave to our first few questions in the show notes below but we are going to jump right back into when the audio started working in that interview
2: has that been a weird transition going from you know attending school every day to you know doing classes on your own time and you know fitting yourself
4: into professional schedule
2: So you're going to, you know, you're on the field exploits, you know, you obviously spent a lot of time playing for the, the folks down at Loudoun United, uh, and I believe you scored the, the first goal in Loudoun history, you know, how, how is that, you know, it, does that stick out as a memorable goal for you, or what's been, the... yeah,
5: yeah, definitely. definitely, you know, being able to, you know, have that, have that stepping stone, still have that stepping stone as a pathway to, you know, when you know maybe the first team doesn't need me or I can't get as many minutes as you know Ben would like me to get at this uh, at this time in my career so they you know Laudner is a super super great opportunity and option to you know be able to get minutes at super high level you know I love the coach Ryan I love the guys the team and you know definitely getting that getting that first goal for them and putting us on a on a good note, good good first start was you know obviously great so uh, excited to see what uh, this season holds for them as
3: well. Yeah, we we'd love to see you get minutes for them over at Loudon. Uh, also, we'd love to see you get minutes for DC United. Who at DC United has been your biggest mentor or, or like taking you under their wing?
5: What was that last one? I couldn't hear you. Sorry. Uh,
3: who has been your biggest mentor or, or taking you under their wing at DC United?
5: Would be I would say Paul Ariola for sure. You know, ever 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 since I signed, probably was when he first started, you know, getting super, super close with me. And, you know, it was, it was kind of, it was pretty easy to talk to him throughout practice because, you know, we're obviously both attacking players in and, and the winger area. So we were kind of paired up with a lot of drills. So he was constantly, you know, giving me advice. And, you know, that just kind of carried on throughout, you know, on and off the field. And, yeah, he become not only a great teammate, but a great friend for sure.
1: That's awesome. That sounds like a really great fit for you, too, because not only are you playing professionally for DC United, but you've also been um, getting some call-ups to the U-17 national team. What has that been like?
5: Exactly. Yeah, that's been that's been super good. And like you said, being able to relate on that level as well is, uh, is, is super great, uh, too, to talk about with him. But uh, yeah, the national team call-ups, got to love those. Just got to keep, you know, grinding throughout this year, obviously. They're gonna put a hold on everything because of this whole uh, COVID nineteen. So we'll see what happens once you know things start to get rolling again. And um, yeah, like I said, super excited to see.
0: Yeah, Griffin, have you have you heard anything from uh, from U.S. Soccer about like what this summer might look like? I mean, I know there's some some potential competitions at, at the higher levels for you, obviously, and we've got the U twenty stuff starting uh, down the road. Has there been much communication right now?
5: Yeah. So that, the U20 is definitely coming up, but there has been no communication. I think they are waiting to make an announcement on, you know, a bunch of things. They have to make an announcement on not only, you know, the Olympics. And then I think, you know, some of the younger age groups also have some tournaments that they were supposed to play. And so, yeah, I, I, I think they're just waiting to make an announcement on everything until this whole thing, you know, blows over.
3: Yeah, speaking of, of, of the youth coming up, you uh, seem to be pretty close when, friends with uh, Kevin Paredes and Moses Nyman. H- how did you guys first become friends? Pardon? Uh, you so, seem you seem to be pretty close friends with uh, Paredes and, and Nyman. How did you guys first become friends, and, and what's it like having that friendship in the locker room now?
5: Yeah, definitely. You know, having them, I was obviously, uh, you know, after Chris Durkin left, kind of just, you know, chilling there alone for a little while. But uh, it's definitely great to have, you know, Moses and Kevin back in there because not only is it, you know, a, a, a bond and a friendship within the team, but it's also, you know, a chemistry and uh, a competitive nature you know, in a way when we're out there practicing against each other, you know. We're, we're definitely friendly, but in a way we're definitely, you know, looking out for one another and trying to, you know, get in, get in one another's face and, you know, just competitive way get everyone better and so that's that's always great having that energy and having that chemistry and that attitude within the team that practice definitely is, is awesome
0: you yeah, know that that's awesome and, and we're all super excited for for the days that that the three of you are in, in, the, in the starting 11 and then hopefully that's not too far down the road but for for now which one of the three of you is best at fifa
5: you know i can't i can't even say me right now and I, I kevin kevin is just it's it's like not even fun to play against him <laughs> he's he's like he's played so much that it's like i, I don't even enjoy it. like i don't to play against him anymore who's
0: who's your go-to team on fifa like if it's not dc united do you play with with somebody else regularly or how how do you guys run the games
5: i mean i usually like i said i'll i'll play with paul probably he's my he's my usual paul moses uh russ occasionally those guys and because you know those guys are more on my level i'm definitely behind kevin but he's just yeah he's different
2: do you have a favorite team you like to use in fifa i mean obviously dc united you know close to the heart but is there a another team that you choose when you uh hop on the sticks
0: Griffin, do we still have oh uh, it? The question was about um, which team on the game do you typically play with? Like, if it can't be DC United, is there like an English uh, team or an international man. team, or who do you go with? You
5: know what? I, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I go with Barcelona every time, okay. just because. You know, if I, if I want to play a real game, I got to play with guys I know, you know, can perform. And Barcelona is the only team that I know can do that, you know, every game. So yeah. that's, that's just my standard right there. That's just, that's my team.
3: Well, sure. you, just, you just absolutely gutted John who uh, has spent some time in Madrid and is a Real fan. But you're right. You can't always count on Real to come through uh-huh. for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Griffin. We can still be friends. <laughs> definitely. definitely.
1: So it sounds like you are just kind of surrounded by soccer. Looking at um, the U.S. soccer website, it looks like your family is all full of soccer players also. So um, we wanted to know, are you the best athlete in your team, on your family, and would they all agree?
5: Uh, you know, I mean, just just off of competitive nature, I obviously have to say I'm the best athlete in the family. <laughs> but for sure, for sure they would have different opinions. And it's, it's awesome having, you know, like I said, that competitive nature in the family growing up with you know my brother uh, most probably most prevalent because he was closer to my age, and also uh, my sister was kind of off doing her own thing with uh, you know her own college stuff, and so me and my brother would always you know be like playing, just getting each other better, you know, practice on and off the field, and it was just I think I think without that, I definitely would not be as far along as I am today for sure.
3: That's awesome to hear, man. Uh, so we we've been told that you're a, a kind of a sneakerhead. Do you have a and we and we saw the pictures of you with the, the yes. Adidas boot. Those look great. Um, are, do you have a, like a specific favorite brand for casual shoes? Uh, what's your favorite pair right now?
5: I mean, honestly, I'm just gonna have to stick with you know the regular Adidas, just because you know that's that's just the three stripes forever. That's just, right. That's, okay. the, that's the best right there, and specifically in Adidas the if you look them up through the Raf simmons definitely people on dc and i will know what they're talking about there they're a little bit they're half pink and then the other half is like this chrome and it's super shiny so <laughs> yeah. definitely, it's definitely uh you either love them or hate them now, the guys on dc and i definitely tell me if, if they either love them or hate <laughs> them
1: <laughs> what is it in the locker room do, you, do more people love them do more people hate them
5: uh, you know what? I got to say, probably more people hate them. Oh, no. <laughs> you, know, you know, just because, you know, Chris Seitz, Steve, those guys are just kind of like, you know. Oh, their they dad just, they're dads at this moment, right? They're just, they're just hating on my style. <laughs> That's um, right.
1: when you, but, you know, tell them uh, that you'll the you'll the, teach their kids. The more, the
5: more the more hip guys, you know, like Fish, and uh, you know, guys like that, Bill, will know. The, you know, they like that type of that, that type of here, So,
0: so it's, a, it's a We might have to bring you on later in the season for you to give us the definitive rankings of how hip all your teammates are. <laughs> but, you know, maybe maybe you got to sort that out in the locker room first. <laughs> I,
1: would be, I would be super down for that. Definitely. It sounds like you're coming out on top right now, though. So you just need to rank everyone else. <laughs> So,
0: so Griffin, we got like two more questions for you. I one thing I, I'm I'm very interested to hear. You know, looking longer term for you, we've talked a bit about um, you know future with DC United. We've talked a bit about the future with the national team. But what are some of your like long term goals or aspirations?
5: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think for sure. I mean, I obviously have the goal to you know be the best I can in soccer, which is you know win the Champions League, whether that's get to World Cup, you know, just. Push myself to to my maximum limit, and to till so I'm definitely satisfied, and then and even after that, I know for sure that I'll just be I'll want to be surrounded by something that has to do with soccer, whether that's you know coaching or you know something along the lines of that. Just because you know I've I've been surrounded by it all in my life, so it's just I kind of just got to continue it. Well,
1: that's awesome. Um you know it's great that you have thought that out um so thoroughly and i think i can speak for all dc united fans that we always have a special place in our hearts for those homegrown players um so we really do want to see you continue to improve and see even more um, minutes on the pitch for dc united so our last question for you um I recently won a contest and got a DC United jersey, and John's looking to purchase one as well. And we'd love your 30-second elevator pitch on why we should put your name on the back of that jersey.
5: Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I would love that. Okay, <laughs> okay. so I think that you should put... Let me think. Let me think, let me think here.
0: We'll cue up the Jeopardy music.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Is it because you, you have the most promise? You're the most hip in the locker room, apparently? It's, it's yeah, like it already sounds maker. like
1: there's a lot going <laughs> in your direction. Absolutely.
5: I think... Yes, I definitely... I think you should put my name on the back of that jersey... Because I know it would make Chris Seitz and Steve and that whole gang so upset.
1: And just I think to you see have that, me sold. And
5: just, to see that, and just to see that in the morning when I arrive at Audi, feel, after this coronavirus break, is just going to make everything so much better.
0: That's that's awesome. We, we got to get it done before we get Burn Bomb on the show, and we'll yeah. all wear those. Like so it, hopefully yeah. we'll be doing live shows again, and we'll just be lined up with you kids.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I love it.
0: Awesome. Well, Griffin, thank you so much for, for, for taking the time to, to join us. And uh, we hope uh, hopefully we get to the other side of the, the coronavirus fun here uh, soon. But stay healthy. Uh, and and uh, we look forward to, to talking to you on the show again, hopefully uh, live from the stadium next time.
5: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd love to be back on here soon. Thank you guys so much for having me again. It was just it was a blast. Thank you.
0: Not a problem. That's D.C. United's Griffin Yao joining us on the show we're going to set it to break and we'll be right back to talk about all the other things going on in the world of soccer. Stay so keep here on Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast presented by Heineken. Great, thank you. The DC United post-game podcast
3: presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than 2 minutes. Can't listen to us live on YouTube? Fine. Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts pitcher, YouTube, or Pocket Cast the morning after the match.
0: Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast presented by Heineken. will be back in less than 90 seconds.
1: Hey, thanks for listening live. If you want to join the conversation, let us know what you think in real time using the chat on YouTube Live, on Twitter using the hashtag tried and true DCU, or text us at
0: 202-892-6328. Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than 60 seconds.
3: Let us know what you think between games on Twitter at hashtag triedandtrueDCU or email us at triedandtrueDCU at gmail.com.
0: Tried and True, the DC United post game podcast presented by Heineken, will be back in less than 30 seconds.
1: Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, go ahead and give us a follow on social media. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at Tried and True DCU. Again, that's Instagram or Twitter at Tried and True DCU.
0: And we're back on Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast presented by Heineken. Just wrapping up a great interview there with Griffin Yao, and um, a thank you to all the folks listening, uh, both on YouTube Live and on Twitter. Uh, apologize for the technical difficulties we had at the beginning of the interview with Griffin, uh, but I believe we got it fixed not too long in. So we'll we'll share a little bit uh, on on Twitter some of the some of the answers Griffin shared with us while the while the audio was down there. We do apologize for that, uh, but we're back and we've got. Some interesting news uh, out of England related to the coronavirus. It it seems like the Premier League has come to an agreement with, at least behind closed doors with the government, as uh, Joshua cracks yet another beer, um, <laughs> to potentially finish the season beginning in July. Uh, and it would be all games behind closed doors over a four- to six-week period, but they would get it done. And and the goal there would be to start again in August. One, I'd like your guys' thoughts, but I two, I mean, it, it's just it's so interesting to me to hear these plans because we don't really know what's going to happen.
1: So I think I, I had obviously heard from you looking at the show notes that um, they were looking to do this, but I don't think I had realized that those would all be behind closed doors. They're kind of assuming that we're still going to be in this pandemic and they're just trying to get the games played.
0: Yeah, I mean that that that's essentially it and they did say that, you know, things could change if the situation gets better or if it gets worse, you know, maybe they maybe they don't do it at all, but that's kind of the initial plan and that's not until July, which is interesting because, you know, Major League Soccer is saying May right now is is when they hope to get back. It seems to be that the UK and the US are in a similar timeline, but looking at countries like Spain and Italy who are probably a little bit ahead of us, they haven't announced anything. I believe they're both indefinitely suspended. And so it it's just it to me it's interesting to see contingency planning kind of life here yeah
3: it's it's weird i will say the difference between mls and the english game is that mls really needs people in the stands for these games i i don't know how i feel about closed games for for you want to win the title as liverpool in front of no one yeah and we heard last week from our guest fred talking about
2: he wants to be there with fans and i I think that's a sentiment that's shared by a lot of players You, you, you play the games it's an entertainment product but part of that is being in front of people uh, it, it will change it significantly if they end up going closed doors even if they take precautions before you get there and and what have you it's it's a tough it's a tough sell
1: yeah well i think part of it too is like i mean liverpool i think everyone can agree is kind of run away with it and um i was reading an article about um that espn put out about you know is is there really a need to play out the rest of the season because you know like 90 plus percentage of the you know all the decisions that need to be made being that the spots in the other tournaments and the title winners and looking down at um like the championship the people being promoted like 90 percent of that is like historically already been decided there's not a whole lot of ebb and flow between these spots um so it's kind of like you know if the season did have to end right now you know what would change just kind of trying to make it a little lighter but also like then, I mean, you always have that asterisk on right. your title for this it, year, right? It's a formality,
3: right? but there will always be the asterisk that you didn't play the floor. Exactly.
1: I wasn't advocating for that. I was just putting it out there that, like, yeah, you're saying that maybe Liverpool doesn't want to win the cup, you know, and, like, raise it to an empty stadium. But I think they'd probably prefer to do that than to have that asterisk that the season wasn't finished that year.
5: Uh,
2: I agree. And, you know, if you were to cut it off at, at some point, you know, obviously Liverpool being far and away the going to be the champions this year, that's fine at the top but when you talk about the teams in the relegation zone it's a very hard thing to tell them oh yeah you thought you had another six eight games to pull yourself up and have that major payoff from being in the premier league and uh, by the way you don't get that
0: and there is one team that i can think of in recent memory that was in last place at this point in the season and, and did stay up um leicester city the year before they won the title right so it, it's hard for me i mean I, i'll put my bias on the table um we're in a champions league spot right now so if they wrap the season freeze the table hand it out i'm happy right and i think sam's happy with Leeds getting promoted i think joshua
3: we're at six right outside so no well but <laughs> but man city man city being
0: ineligible you're there you're at no. least in europa right
3: no yeah europa again
2: so, and Joshua's so a Wolves and, and newcastle fan. not going down so yeah i think yeah newcastle I think we don't
0: take it but it, it's it's so hard and and we've already seen just this week you know the the English FA has decided to expunge the results for um, all of, for all of the divisions below the National League and National League North and South. So there's already a couple lawsuits brewing there for teams that were going to get promoted into into those leagues. That's pretty far down the pyramid, but on, on the women's side, the same is applied to the Super League and the Championship there. And they've said that there's going to be no promotion and relegation. And so there's discussions continuing regarding what's going to happen for the the National League and then of course the the EFL and Premier League and then the Women's Championship. But this is an interesting precedent uh, that, that's being set at the, at the lower levels, um, and it sucks, but I don't yeah. know if there's a better way.
1: I know. I think it's really interesting to talk about as a fan of American sports, too, is because we don't have promotion and relegation. So when you think about it, if I was like, okay, if we had, you know, like, what do they have? Like nine, eight, nine games left in their season. So I'm like, okay, if like that were to be called in MLS and then like the supporter shield just stands, it feels like there's a lot more. I don't know how I would feel about right. that also, because then would you play the MLS Cup? Like, and, It's difficult yeah. to think about and the you, comparison. And
2: you regularly have teams that go on big runs in the back half of the MLS season. Because that's you know, what matters. That's, that's Seattle's patented move. That's D.C. United two years ago being in basically last place before. It's D.C. Open. United this year, too. just hasn't <laughs> happened yet. <laughs> hey, D.C. United's got a win under the belts. It's a, a much better situation to be in than we were playing away for the first uh, half of the year two three years ago right
1: i also have to give the shout to dc united um social media i was just on gonna twitter say that for that miami miami <laughs> posted um this gif of probably the only time in the game that fred briant was um misstepped. roasted a little bit yeah, yeah he misstepped a little <laughs> bit so they were like oh practicing social distancing and whoever it shouts to whoever is doing the dc united twitter right now because they posted um a screenshot of the um table, the yeah. table. Thank yeah. you, mm-hmm. and of Miami, and said, "Oh, are you social distancing from those that win column as well?" So you just love to see it. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. getting back to like the Sorry, whole yeah. like cancellation <laughs> of, of of the league. I, I mean, the Patriots went. 17 and nothing that year, right? And, and they were basically crowned champions. And then they did not win the Super Bowl, right? One of John's other teams <laughs> took them down. The Giants, baby. And the Giants ended up beating. So so in that situation, if, if the season had ended before the playoffs for the NFL, the Patriots would have won a title wrongfully so, right? Because well, that's they, why – yeah, they, it's so they,
1: different when you talk about playoffs.
3: That's why you play the game. Right. right. I mean, we have playoffs in soccer, too. Yeah, right? Oh, absolutely. In our league, here in the U.S., and in the EFL with – League one. I mean, and
2: maybe it's easier to, you know, finish a, a tournament like the FA Cup where you've got a couple of rounds left, but they're usually one off games and instead of trying to fit in an entire, uh, what, third of the season, quarter of the season? Well,
1: that's kind of like, what what do you part, well, I mean, we talked about this last time, but what would you prioritize in a little bit of a different way? Is are you finishing the season or are you like ending to be able to play this tournament? So we, I mean, hash this out, but. Speaking it's of hashing. Nothing- uh, I, was gonna, I, was gonna, I had i had to
0: take the i had to take the segue uh if you've got thoughts that you're still listening to us live or of course in the middle of the week you can interact with us using the hashtag tried and true dcu uh, love to know what do you think they should do both both in england and and here in the u.s right i mean we talked a lot last week about what we could do but would love your thoughts on how do you sort this
1: well that's what i mean if we're still not playing in july and august like do it's less traumatic, I think, for MLS to scrap the season with the two games played than it would be for, like, a- the English leagues to scrap their season when they're over halfway done. And, you know, it's kind of like when you're playing an actual soccer game, you know, if there's storms out there and then you see lightning. If you see lightning prior to halftime, then you just replay the game. But if you see lightning after halftime, the game stands and it sucks if you're in, like, the 47th minute and the game gets called but it's over halfway
0: and if this game's at the maryland soccerplex the alarm will go off very very loud and the <laughs> lightning's probably in like texas but it thinks it's close and so the game's canceled
1: so i'm just saying like i think it'd be a lot less traumatic in mls but this brings up another point that a lot of people are talking about our contracts and what that means for players because if you know if your contract is up over the summer or in the next couple months or even at the, like the end of the season like if you're not playing say they have to scrap the season and we just continue in um, 2021 like is everyone who was off contract, especially potentially like some of those older players who would go to free agency with the new um, CBA, like what does that mean for them? Would they stay with their team for another year?
2: And you talk about you know the international transfer market. You know, a lot of teams try to make big moves during that summer window. That's generally the most active window. The window in the U.S. to add players closes the 5th of May and doesn't reopen until uh, much later in the year, you know, was it, 7th of July? So at that point, you may not even know who's finishing, who's staying up in English leagues or other leagues across yeah. Europe.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you also don't know what type of form people are in. Like, so many players sign such big contracts because of the form that they're in. So do, do you just assume that they're coming back in their the form that they were off? you got to assume that everyone's going to have a little bit of a drop-off. Are people going to be re-energized by this? It also really helps the players who were injured. If they were looking for moves, they get a little bit more time. Paul then,
0: is coming back. I hope
1: he's on a bike already. I know. Okay. So he it's going to be like he just missed the first two games. But,
0: but it's interesting to your earlier point had about a
3: red card anyway. So we were good. He yeah. I think you still got to serve that. Yeah. No. I guess you got to be, be eligible. eligible. <laughs>
0: Maybe they'll bring it back a week early and say he's eligible. Man, whatever. Right. Yeah. How do you play? Those I'm shows? not encouraging that. DC United. But we got to do what we got to do here. <laughs> wow. But no, I was going to say, I mean, a couple weeks ago, we talked about some signings that DC United were looking to make. I've already got Derek
3: Williams on my FIFA
0: career mode. Like he's playing center back. <laughs> but how do you, you know, you got to bring players in for physicals, right? And that's something that the NFL is struggling with right now in free oh, agency. Yeah. They've they've halted kind of the ability to do that in most cases. But when you're talking international. I mean, guys in France, guys in Germany, yeah. you know, coming overseas just to do a physical. I mean, yeah, that, that you, can't, you can't even, happen.
3: You can't even make the travel. Right. No. Yeah, no. I, I think Tua Tagaloa from the Al- University of Alabama, instead of his combine, just recorded a video. of his workouts. So maybe that's what teams will be. We'll will get a workout video from Derek Williams of him, like, heading a ball away from goal or something. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's part of it, though, is that you're, like, DC United's med staff is the one doing it. You can't necessarily, I mean, I hope no one's doing this, but you can't necessarily trust the other team's med staff because if they kind of, like, Ooh, go over Timbers, something. I a little
3: trouble with that, yeah. <laughs> I will say that
2: you, you have to expect that Dave Casper and the, the team over there at DC United are spending a lot of time working from home, watching tape of people from around the world trying to identify additional targets for either this summer or moving forward. You know, It's an opportunity to, to play a little catch-up, and you know, with the, the resources we're working with, that's
3: a good thing. Maybe a little catch-up on getting Lucho back to DC United You know, in form. Maybe. I think that ship sailed. <laughs> oh, Maybe.
1: Wow, you gave up on that one real quick, Josh. I, I hate to break it to you, but I think
3: I should sailed. <laughs> look. I just missed like 2017, 2018 like, I,
1: I, a... we Do we all and do? And we all do. But then we witnessed 2019 Lucho and we kind of let it drop.
0: We didn't witness much in the second half of the season, but I guess that's I guess that's the point, right? right, right. So one, I'll tell you guys the most interesting article I read this week, and I you know, spent the entire week teleworking, and so there's a lot of articles kind of being read, in the background of, of conference calls, but <laughs> this is fascinating to me. The Atalanta-Valencia game uh, in the Champions League, which, by the way, was a massive game for Atalanta. It was the furthest they've gone uh, in the Champions League. They look they, really good this year, too. They do, and and they actually, they ended up winning the two-legged fixture, and so, in theory, they'll be playing, what are we going to be in the round of uh, the quarterfinals next, I think? That's about right. Um, but I, I, doctors and, and researchers are calling that Game that was in Italy match zero, um, because they're they're attributing that to a lot of the infections and the spread of the coronavirus within Italy, and then also back in Spain when fans and the team went back to to Valencia. There's like five players on Valencia that are infected, and one of the things that was is, is most fascinating to me is Atalanta's home stadium uh, was not deemed up to standards for UEFA, and so they've been playing all of their games actually at the San Siro where Inter Milan played. So it was kind of like a it wasn't even their home ground, but it's it's just become this big talking point now. It's, it's fascinating article. I'll tweet it out, um, but I just can't imagine like the excitement behind that team and and where they're going. And then one, everything's frozen. Two, they're an Italian team, and they're obviously in in one of the worst spots in the world right now with the coronavirus. And then to look back, and people are like. We think that game was a really, really bad
2: idea. That yeah. game
0: that was like the biggest game in the history of your team. That one.
2: Well, it definitely makes you appreciate you know the moves by public health officials and you know those in authority to say, "Hey, we need to put limits on our gathering size. We need to make sure that people are following these public health guidelines." And you know, it's something you just have to do. Uh, and while we're gonna you know be sitting here hoping that we get onto soccer sooner rather than later, but I think we all appreciate the the need to and you respect that.
1: Yeah, and I think it kind of goes back to how how our teams going to bounce back after this. If you were on a really good form like and I think a lot of that is how probably teams are handling it while we're in this hiatus. So like Griffin Yao, yeah, I apologize I don't remember if this was um before or after we got the audio working, but he mentioned that um the training staff kind of sent everyone home with a packet of workouts to do. And they've since emailed out a larger packet and they're checking in with players and seeing how it's going. And I know um, Fred Briant last week said it was hard to be working out at home, but at least something is being, you know, given to players by the team and you know they're making the effort to keep everybody in shape and keep everybody going they're not just having players sit back you know um bielsa for Leeds is having their his players literally weigh themselves every morning and send that into the team like he's trying to go as business as usual as possible and a lot of them have been like like putting out on instagram videos of their workouts and everything like that so i think that those are the teams, like, that's the mentality you have to have, right, is that you're just going business as usual until you can get back out on the field.
2: I love the idea of these professional athletes having homework packets. <laughs> <professional. laughs>
0: Wait, well, One of the things that I wonder is, you know, we're, we're in this era now, and, and we've seen it over the last couple of years in Major League Soccer, and DC United really stepped into it when they moved to Audi Field, but just all of the biometrics and all of the tracking during games, during practice, that they collect all of that data about players to know who's who's you know the most fit who's who's struggling maybe they don't look like it but their body needs rest I, I can't really imagine that any of that data is being collected very well right now i mean i think that's generally sensors I, in the in the site i doubt they're wearing the, the little catapult sports I was, bra they're sports
1: bras. i was just about to say did they take those home with them have they since been mailed home I don't have know. they been
3: washed <laughs> yeah I, I i doubt they're wearing those around the house and i am seeing from know. the we are LFC documentary that like they have players peeing in cups every single day to check hydration. I mean, I doubt their hydration becomes a factor at this point because we're so far away from a game being played, but,
1: but that goes back to like, does it become a factor like LAFC? I mean, they're like all in all the time and they want to win every single game. No loss is acceptable. So are they trying to maintain that mentality as much as possible? They're not saying this is a break. They're saying we're professionals. This is still during our season and we are going to continue working to the best of our ability. Obviously like they can't pee in a cup at home. What's, what are they going to do with it but like are they maintaining as much as they can so
3: you're saying that the the winners of mls cup this year are coronavirus champs right because they (laughs) they they came out of this that's actually (laughs) etched onto the trophy this year
1: you are a coronavirus champ
3: (laughs) right i i guess it it does come down to how do you handle the, the this crisis and how do you come out of it if dc and i come out and win, like they come out a completely different team it'll probably be noted that they had this huge break and then they developed underneath it and came out strong.
2: And, and frankly, I think they need to, you know, we, we saw some, some sloppy play in the first game and you kind of expect that. And, you know, you saw a team that got down against Inter-Miami early and really could have been out of that game, but for some fortuitous VAR decisions. And, uh, you know, we all know how that turned out with a victory for DC United. And, you know, I think we need to see this team continue to grow and, you know, find a way to get through this, you know, forced absence and come out stronger.
3: Yeah, I, I I've been trying to rewatch the games to, for, for like a tactical understanding of what was going on and, and, and see specific players, but they just didn't play well in those first two games, and <laughs> it makes it really hard to watch. Uh, one of them was on 2DN, so it's not as accessible as like an ESPN video, but like they they weren't pretty games. I watched the first like half of the Colorado games, and we were losing for like the first 15 minutes. It was really hard to watch. I, I hope they come out of this break raring to go. I, I mean, we, we've gotten to talk to a couple players, and they seem super excited. Uh, uh, brilliant, and, and Yao hopefully gets on the pitch and tear it up.
0: I, I think there's something to be said for, you know, they're, they're coming off of two not great performances. So that's definitely got to be eaten at them a little bit. But they did also come off of a win, so they know that, like, even when they don't play well, they can get, they can get there. But – I feel like they've got something to prove. In, in talking to both Fred and, and, and Griffin now a little bit, I think that they this team feels like they've got something to prove, and now we just, hopefully we have the chance to see it. Well, I
1: think that part of it, too, is that, sorry, Black, but the team, I mean, like, I love D.C. United with my whole heart, and I have for many years now, but, like, the ethos of our team is not playing pretty soccer in the way that, like, LA Galaxy plays pretty soccer like DC United has always at our core been a team to like grind it out and get those results. And it's the people who are going to work super hard. It's those workhorse players that are like the heartbeat of this team. So I think that it's two different conversations. I mean, we came out with that win like be- because we were grinding really hard. So is that just like a mentality we're going to bring through? I don't think we're going to change the entire mentality of how we play in this break.
3: Who do you think brings that mentality to this club? Paul Arriola. No, 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 no. Like, from a decision-making standpoint, why is DC United a gritty team? Is it because of the financial standpoint of this club through the past few years? Or is it because of Ben Olsen and and Dave Casper? Ben Olsen was a gritty player.
1: He was a gritty player, and he he stuck those tackles hard. I mean, even at the beginning part of his coaching – like it was take a shot every time he gets a card as a coach like he, he used to get card out of games all the time because he like he lives that he lives that like gritty like fight for everything and when he wasn't doing it like as a player he's doing it as a coach and i think that that's the way he expects his team to play and you see it
3: but i i've seen us in in recent years with that little bit of money coming i, I we played bad soccer for a long time because we had one of the worst budgets in mls right sure rfk was taking all the money away i I feel like i feel like we saw some pretty soccer at times last year even the beginning of last season before we decided to bunker every game and and have shutouts galore which which are great by the way but before that before lucho disappeared which I'll, i'll i'll recognize we played pretty, we tried to play pretty soccer, just Wayne Rooney was nowhere to be found. What? Lucho was not in the same form.
2: It took you, what, five, six games until you played NYCFC and LAFC and back to back weeks and realized that DC United probably was not a top of the table kind of team. But you, you're never going to expect the Ben Olsen team is not going to have the grit and be willing to put it the work. I love
3: grit. I think it can co- coexist with, with flair and, and pretty soccer. You're right. And I-, I don't think Ben has ruled that out. I think he defaults to the to the grit to the perry sure. kitchen to the davy Arno no, just it. fouling and winning games one nothing with one shot through the whole game but i i feel like when this team eventually gets firing because eventually walbin also is its coach because he's not gonna never be not the coach uh when 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 he gets that working I, th- I think it'll be a pretty team with Gritty. Don't don't talk, call out my double, triple negatives. We're, we're just we're trying to do the math on yeah. that. Like, where? Everyone in
1: the room is trying to figure out what ben you Olsen just said. Ben Olsen are
3: never not – yeah. Uh,
1: one day we'll have I a different coach. One day
3: – no, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> one day one day Ben Olsen will be able to have Gritty and Flair on the same team. And I it's going to be a to behold. It's going to be Moreno and Canals destroying people and Flores and whoever striker just bay- bagging goals. Yeah, and and I then we'll win the cup and I'll just retire.
1: And I think we're trying to find – I think everything you just said is leading up to this. I think that we're trying to find those pretty pieces. You know, we're finally having money put into the team. You know, the the ownership came out while we were fighting for a stadium in D.C. and said we're not spending money on players while we're waiting for a stadium in D.C. They flat out said that. Like, we all had to just kind of sit through having a shoestring budget. And, you know, in that time, we also signed – Paul and Russell like we were also we were making like decent moves we weren't making the top-notch moves like Wayne Rooney like we all wanted so now that piece is starting to come together and I think that while we're getting the grit together you know we can watch pretty soccer soccer we can play pretty soccer I think we default to the grit but you're right you do see those like games and moments of magic and let's
2: just hope we get to see some kind of soccer soon I'm going (laughs) crazy
0: you know you, you mentioned one game in there that like it was awful, the LAFC game. But I still – I look back fondly on it for two reasons. One, it was the first game that my parents came to at the new stadium, right? So that was a lot of fun. But do you guys remember the Fox crew just rolling up to the Screaming Eagles yes! tailgate on a raft? <laughs> I mean, that was that was ridiculous. <laughs> I
1: met Stuart Holden, and I'm still – like, I can't even it, it talk about it. was
0: incredible. They'll never make a better entrance than that. I'll throw down the gauntlet right now <laughs> at Alexi Wallace. It's not going to happen. <laughs>
1: but we also, I mean, played like the Seattle game last season was probably our best game, and we played – beautiful soccer during that game so I think it, it's there we're just we're still trying to find it and I think that that's okay
0: yeah hopefully it'll be soon so before we wrap the show uh, any any last uh, Sam you you wanted to talk about
1: something? I have a very specific thing to talk about and there are a lot of people in the room trying to be really humble right now as Joshua takes his headphones off um, but we have two models in the room right now um, so if you haven't seen it Joshua and John were oh. in some pretty fancy photos. Um, if you go to our Instagram, you look at our story, you can see them. They're floating around Twitter. I think Joshua has fully embraced it. You can see it in uh, his photo. Some people have said I've, uh,
3: I've rivaled Landon Donovan's water fountain pig.
1: And, I, you know, I think that's... I think... We might uh, yeah, have to I bring
0: said, in Pablo Mauer yeah. to see if he can break, uh, <laughs> break down our photo shoot.
1: I mean, it's, it's pretty solid. It brings a lot of sass. It brings a lot of, you know... Joshua representing the old school celebration of kissing the crest because we just love DC United that much. John is, you know... Showing the style he's got, the attitude he's got, he's in it to win it. Um, well, I was gonna
0: say, what, what is that attitude? <laughs>
1: he's in it to win it. You're here for DC United. Oh, you're that, that, that picture tried is and true, true.
3: Ben Olsen grit. Right
1: there.
3: <laughs> Ready to. So, yeah. I'm the flare. You're the grit that I was talking about. Hopefully, we can coexist together on DC United. I love season. it.
1: So I just, I just needed to um, point out those photos because I think that is a joy that everybody needs to have within. Um, their life right now is they're doing nothing else you can go to club 11 mag.com and you can scroll down a little bit you can see it right there it'll be what was that instagram handle that instagram our instagram handle is um tried and true dcu that's at tried and true dcu you can see it if you're listening live you can see it on our story right now if you're not um you can go to again that's club 11 mag.com Um, It was within the story they did about the Screaming Eagles. You can see a little bit um, from the Screaming Eagles president, James Lambert. And then you can also just see those awesome pictures. And I want everyone to remember this moment right now. This is the first of their portfolio when they skyrocket and really – elevate you know the team and our podcast all and right anything i like think that. this has just, just
3: been running to the ground this will also be mm-hmm. sam's final podcast <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you though it, it will not it, be it was, the
1: final time i talk about it let's be super <laughs> clear about that
0: it, it was a fun it was a fun interview uh, great guys from from club 11 maggot uh, looking at this picture again it's hilarious i look pissed off hours before the miami game even started <laughs> which apparently is 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 my vibe um so i we're going to call the show. Um, thank you guys, everyone, for, for listening to us live. For uh, Thanks to Griffin Yao for, for coming on the show. Um, my last question for you guys is, do we even need to ask, are you, are you just going to buy Griffin's jersey, or should we continue to ask players? Because I, I was pretty sold.
1: I was so sold on that. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna end up with way too many jerseys. Oh my yeah. god,
1: yeah, I think I might just go bankrupt. I will not have a home, but I will have every player's jersey. Let me You're tell right. you that.
0: I, I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to call up Devin Paul and Fred and ask them uh, for their their 30 second pitch because Griffin set the bar high.
1: <laughs> he really did. That was such a convincing argument. I mean, the whole interview was uh, already an argument, and that final answer really sold it for me
0: yeah so, so that's it for this week um we'll be back next week uh to talk more coronavirus hiatus and uh, hopefully we'll have some some better news on on where the seasons are heading uh around the world um but in the meantime please give us a follow if you haven't yet at tried and true dcu on both twitter and instagram uh if you're listening to us on the podcast throw us a like throw us a throw us a high rating uh and and, and leave some leave some comments sam
1: yeah and uh let us know what you want uh, to hear us talk about you know engage with us have the conversation with us but let us know what you think our next episode should be like let us know what you who um what guest do you want to hear from next week dc united has been super great i think especially with us but with all of the different dc united podcasts about um really making the players accessible in this hiatus time so if there's someone specific that you'd like to hear us talk to let us know
0: for sure and in the meantime we're going to send you out with our favorite public service announcement about the coronavirus here as, as everyone takes off their headset. But I can't wait <laughs> to hear Bobby Wine send us to break. So thanks again. That's the show. Until next time, Bamos united.
4: The bad news is that everyone is a potential victim. But the good news is that everyone is a potential solution. Sensitize the masses to sanitize. Keep a social distance and quarantine. And make sure you regularly. Wash your hands. Keep a distance from everyone. Report anything like a simple tomb. Serious fever is a simple tomb. Dry cough is a simple tomb. Walk with tamala is a simple tomb. It's eyes and flu is a simple tomb. We boom We mo yo